Have you ever experienced anxiety about discovering and doing the perfect will of God for your life? You know, if we're honest, I think most of us have questioned, what is the will of God for our lives from time to time? In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about how you can rest knowing you are in the will of God for your life today. Welcome to the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast, brought to you by Restoring the Foundations International. Our desire is to equip you with biblical truth to empower you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. For more, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. Now, here's your podcast. I'm Lee Whitman with Restoring the Foundations, and today's verse is Proverbs 16.9. The mind of a person plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. I was a Christian counselor for 18 years, and during those years, the question, how do I know God's will for my life, came up many, many times. You know, as believers, we want to be in the center of God's will for our lives, but we don't always have a lot of confidence in what His will is for our lives. And if you came from a church background like mine, it was harder to get into God's will and stay in God's will than it was to get off track. It was sort of like the will of God was this narrow, straight line that you had to somehow discover and get on and then make sure you never, ever did anything to get off that line because it was nearly impossible to get back on once you got off. Man, the pressure was incredible, and it caused many people to give up and not even ask the question of what is God's will for my life? I might as well just live my life the best way I know how and hope I've done the right thing. Now, let's take an example that most of us can relate to of how this straight, narrow line idea of God's will works. And that is when, like choosing a job. When I went to college, I was a marginal Christian, but I still wanted to be sure I was in God's will for my life. So I prayed about what I should major in so I could get the one job that was on that narrow line called God's will for my life. You see, in the straight, narrow line theory of God's will, There is one and only one job that God's will for your life, and you must discover what that job is if you want to get God's blessing in your life. Uh, That same pressure was there when trying to choose the one and the only one person that you should marry. So I majored in business in college because I was sure that was God's will for me to follow my father's footsteps and work in our family business. So I graduated from college with my business degree and went to work in the family business and I hated it. Oh, my poor dad tried everything he knew to help me by moving me around to different departments of the business to find one department that I clicked with. I seriously did not enjoy anything about the business. So according to this straight, narrow line theory I was raised with, I was in big trouble because I was obviously not on that line, so I couldn't possibly be in God's will for my life. And I didn't believe I could find my way back to that straight, narrow line. Man, I was in big trouble. Then I went to seminary and began to hear teachings that made things even more confusing. Things like the directive will of God, or the permissive will of God, or the teaching about the three wills of God, the intentional, the permissive, and the ultimate will of God. Wow, trying to fit God's will into a neat theology made me almost want to jump off a cliff. So 
Fast forward to my days as a Christian counselor. God began showing me that his will for our lives is not a straight, narrow line as I'd been taught, and it doesn't fit into a theological box like a directive or a permissive will. But it is, in fact, a set of guardrails that leads us to what is truly his will for our lives. His will for our lives is that we become conformed to the image of Christ, period, end of story. But in the process of getting us there, he's put up guardrails to guide us to his ultimate will of conforming us to the image of Christ. Let me explain. The first time I ever drove a car was when I was five years old. Well, it was at an amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio called Cedar Point. These cars had this little gas lawnmower engine that could only go about five miles an hour. But as that little boy, I felt like I was driving a Maserati. What I didn't realize at the time was that the cars were on a rail that ran down the middle of the track that basically steered the car and kept it on track. I could have let go of the steering wheel and the car would have gone around the track without my help. But I felt like I was driving a car for the very first time. So let me explain my idea about the guardrails that God uses to keep us on track to becoming more like Christ. So picture these guardrails in a cone shape with the larger end of the cone at the bottom and the narrower end at the top. So this is kind of my picture of the will of God. When we begin our relationship with God, we're at the bottom of the cone with a lot of room to move around. God allows us to weave around inside the cone with the security of the guardrails to keep us heading in the right direction. But anytime we get too far off center, God allows us to run into his guardrail and be redirected back towards the middle. Now, sometimes we just bump into the guardrail and it reminds us that we're headed in the wrong direction and we need to head back towards the center. Other times, we crash headlong into the guardrail and it's quite painful. But according to today's verse, God allows us to make our plans that at times allows us to run into the guardrail, but he orders our steps to keep us moving toward his will for our lives of being conformed to the image of Christ. You know, at one point in our life, my wife Cindy got a picture of the TV game show, The Price is Right. She was being faced with a decision. There were three doors in front of her, and it was her choice which door she chose, door number one, door number two, or door number three. Now, of course, she wanted to pick the right door, but she really wasn't sure what the right door was. She chose door number one and pulled it open. On the other side of the door, there was Jesus standing there just smiling. He said, good choice, come on in. Now, in her curiosity, she asked Jesus, what would have happened if I chose one of the other doors? He said, go ahead, open the other doors and let's see. When she did, Jesus was standing there smiling and said, this would have been a good choice as well. So she opened the third door and yep, there was Jesus smiling and said, this also would have been a good choice. Now, how could Jesus be behind all three doors? Well, as long as our decisions are not sinful, Jesus promises to go with us wherever we go. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And again, in Hebrews 13.5, it says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
You know, in 2015, Chester and Betsy Kilstra asked Cindy and I to become their successors and become the leaders of Restoring the Foundations. At the time, the ministry had its headquarters at Echo Mountain Inn in Henderson, North Carolina. Hendersonville, excuse me, North Carolina. Echo Mountain Inn is a lovely 125-year-old bed and breakfast nestled in the hills of North Carolina. We hired an architect to look at the facility and tell us what it would take to be able to build on to our training center. After his research, he recommended that we sell Echo Mountain Inn due to the cost of bringing the 125-year-old building up to today's codes. So as we looked at the prospect of selling Echo Mountain Inn, we began asking God where he wanted the next headquarters for restoring the foundations to be. And Claire as a bell, we believe God asked us, where do you want it to be? It was shocking at first that God was giving us a choice. Well, Cindy said to God, if you're asking me where I want the headquarters to be, I want to go back home, with home being Nashville, Tennessee. We didn't want this to be just our decision. So without telling anyone what our desire was, we asked the family of RTF to pray about where the next headquarters were to be and let us know what they heard. Over the next three months, we received 13 different texts or emails or phone calls, all saying the same thing, Nashville, Tennessee. The amazing part to me was that God really was giving us a choice. I believe it would have been a door number one, door number two, or door number three situation. Wherever we chose to go, Jesus would have smiled and said to us, good choice, I'll go with you. So, Lee, are you saying that the decision is always up to me, that I can always do what I want to do? No, that's not what I'm saying. Well, there are some cases throughout Scripture where God gives explicit instruction to his servants. Scripture often speaks about the more pressing need to walk in God's ways. As we focus on drawing near to God and learning from him for guidance, the path before us becomes more apparent. So as we press into spending time with God through both Bible reading and prayer, his plans for us become clear. Oftentimes that results in us knowing exactly what we're to do in a certain situation. Other times you might not know the exact plan, but as you follow the peace of God in your life, he will direct your steps. Now, one of the keys to knowing God's will is our humility. When we come to God in a demanding sort of way, we're going to more times than not miss what he's trying to say to us. But when we come open-handed and humble, his ways seem to become clear to us during our times with him. As I said before, we do know that the will of God is for each of us to be conformed to the image of Christ. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here's where RTF fits so well into conforming us into the image of Christ. Because we live out of what we believe. People can tell you all day what they think, but when the rubber meets the road and the pressure of life hits, they will no longer live out of what they think, but out of what they believe. You know, many years ago, uh, Cindy and I had quite a large savings account. And during those years, I would have told you that I trusted God with our financial future without a doubt. (laughs) Then, through circumstances beyond our control, our savings account went down to nothing. You know what I discovered? I discovered that I really did not trust God. In my head, I trusted him as long as we had money in the bank, 
But when the bank account said zero, I discovered that my trust in God was based on that bank account. RTF is a really good tool to use so that God can transform your beliefs so that you can know what the will of God is for your life. What am I trying to say today? The first thing is to relax and trust that your heavenly father is more interested in your becoming like Christ than you are. And he's put up his guardrails to keep you headed toward that goal. Secondly, keep humbly asking God to guide and direct you in all that you do. But don't live under the stress and pressure of trying to figure out God's will for your life on your own. Out of relationship with Father God, let him lovingly guide you on his path. He will direct your steps. So Father, I thank you that we can rest in you, that you have your plan for us is bigger than anything we can dream of on our own. And that your will for us is not hard to find. That your will for us is that we become more like Christ every single day. And that along that pathway, Lord, you've put up guardrails that would be really hard for us to break out of because you love us and want to guide us on the path to becoming more like Christ. So Father, I pray for everyone that's listening to this podcast today that you will walk with them, that you will give them the confidence and the peace of knowing that you have them in your hand, that you're watching over them, that you will keep them in your guardrails, but that Father, they can trust you, that they don't have to be afraid, they don't have to worry that they've missed it or they're off the track or they're, but Lord, they can at any point in life turn and you accept them back. You accept them right where they are and you'll lead them on to becoming again more like your son, Christ Jesus. So Father, I just pray blessings on each one that's listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us on the Hope, Healing, and Freedom podcast today. We pray you are blessed and equipped with biblical truth, empowering you to live a full life of freedom in Christ. To learn more about the ministry of Restoring the Foundations International, please visit restoringthefoundations.org. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.